Hello. Thank you for tuning in to Origin Gates Daily Podcast Wisdom's Echo. This is John Usry. Today I'm going to be sharing on the implements of intention, passion, purpose, and faith. Um, I have a testimony I want to share um, that I this that'll lead into the thing that Yahweh's been working with me on uh, as far as uh, intentionality and passion and purpose. Um, uh, as you know, a couple of sessions ago, I shared the testimony of my family's life and um, how we went through our process and then losing the children in 2008 and all that was involved, or at least part of what was involved with that, and finding the gold in our field, releasing that through worshiping Yahweh. Anyway, um, about a year and a half after all that happened, I had another experience that took place regarding my three dogs. I have three little chihuahuas, five, seven pounds apiece approximately, and uh, it seems like I have a lot of things with those guys that Yahweh uses to teach me stuff, and, um, and this is what led into this next area that I want to talk about, intentionality. Um, one a- one afternoon, it was getting to be close to dark. It was dusk. It was still light, but um, I let the three dogs out, and I didn't pay much attention. And our backyard uh, used to be a little haven for all the deer in the area. They'd come through and sit and hang out. Um, the field was somewhat open, but my wife had a large garden out there, and she would go out and pull excess plants, green beans, stuff out of the... so it would thin them out a little bit, zucchini stuff and throw them over the fence and the deer would think this is like a salad bar so they'd come over and eat all the stuff that was outside the fence and even to the point where she'd fill five gallon buckets up with water because in the summer fall days it got pretty warm and dry and so she wanted to always make sure there was water out there for them so there's these uh, family of deer that would live out there different ones would come through this particular afternoon I let my dogs out and suddenly I heard this ruckus, this noise, just intense barking and activity. And so I turned back around and looked outside, and this my three little dogs were looking up at this medium-sized buck uh, standing there, looking down at them. And he started jumping up and down on them, trampling them underfoot, uh, kicking them, trying to get them away from them. And they were just going to town on this thing. Um, and the rest of the deer are kind of in the background trying to figure out what's going on. After about 20 seconds, he finally turned around and left. I went out into the yard, and um, the dogs were in varying states of disarray. One dog, she just kind of looked like she might have got kicked and brushed off the dust and kind of left. Uh, The second one had like a crushed paw, her paw was kind of smashed, and she couldn't really walk on it. And then her belly looked like later it looked like it had a bruise that showed up on it. But she kind of she was okay. I mean, she seemed to manage. The third one, though, our oldest one, Jasmine, she was a little applehead chihuahua, five or six pounds. She was laying there in the dirt, completely gone. She um, when I looked at her. Um, I looked at the top of her head, and her skull was completely cracked open, wide open. And you could see inside the brain cavity of the dog. And then when you look at her, um, 
she was just lying there not moving at all. Her tongue was hanging halfway out of her mouth, which she did that a lot of times anyway. That's just how she, how she was. But I picked her up, and I went back and sat on my deck, and I'm looking at this dog, and her eyes had started glazing over like thick cataracts. There was no movement. And suddenly all the bodily fluids are coming out of her on me, and, and I'm looking down at this dog. Now, mind you, a year and a half prior, here I lost two of my kids. And working through process over that time, uh, sorting out my life, figuring out what the heck is going on, losing everything, and finally got to the point to where I was having uh, a place of confidence and joy and relationship um, with the Lord. So here I am sitting with this dog that I'd had for years that was really a love in my life. Um, just such a sweet personality and I looked down at this dog and I got to tell you I had to start praying for her now a lot of times people will pray this peaceful nice prayer and I tend to be a peaceful passive kind of person at times depending on the situation of course uh, so my normal countenance might be to be just quiet and peaceful and restful and yet, when I'm looking down at this dog, something fired off on the inside of me. And by God, I was not going to have it. I, I told the Lord, I said, I'll have not another death on my hands here. Now, of course, this is my dog, not my kids. But still, the pain of all that experience, I wasn't going through that again. And this dog meant a lot to me. So I started yelling, looking at this dog, and stirring up with inside of me this passion and this moving. You're going to live and not die. Death is not your portion. I choose life this day. I speak the life of God into this dog. I breathe over her and cause her to be well, cause her to be rejuvenated, completely restored in every part of her being. I will not have this. And for 20 minutes, this kept going on and on. I started moving. And from the very depths and bowels of my being, I was declaring over this animal. And mind you, this dog's done. She's even growing stiff at this point. Um, and, and there's nothing happening there. But I wasn't going to have it. I just, there was no quit. There was no, uh, uh, okay, I give in. I mean, I, I don't know why. It just was not there. It was just so built up in me, the passion of this moment. And so in releasing this, at about the 20-minute mark, um, I looked down and this dog snapped open her eyes. Well, I wouldn't say snapped, but all of a sudden they kind of just opened up. She's kind of moving her eyelids, moving her head a little bit, and, and, and she kind of slides off my lap down in between my legs on the deck and rolls up over on her belly down up looking and she moves, sits there for a minute and starts breathing. I see her sides going in and out. She stands up on her feet slowly and begins to totter across the deck over to the open door into the house. And I look almost in shock, uh, in awe at this dog that was dead and now is walking into my house and later that evening, I'm looking at the top of her skull, where it had been wide open crack. You could see in the cranial cavity the, the, the brain in there. And it was completely sealed up with just a scar or a marking of where the injury had happened. But it was no more an open gap. And I looked at her. She was fine from that day forward. My point in this is this. 
sometimes the contemplative prayer, uh, the prayer of silence, those things are amazing because what they do is they lead you into a personal inward relationship with Yahweh. You have internal visitation with the Spirit of God. And sometimes just the listening and engaging in that mode is just what the doctor ordered, just what you need to do. But I want to put something out to you. Most of us, when we pray in the Spirit, we just kind of shandaba, shandaba, shandalala, batadabastai. I wonder what's for dinner later. What time should we uh, go here, do here? We kind of get this distracted thing because we're not engaging with intentionality, with purpose, with passion, with faith. Something recently has been happening over the last year regarding this whole thing with praying in the Spirit. When I first started, the Holy Spirit was very specific with me. I need you to stand up or I need you to sit up straight. I need you to move with it. I need you to look inside your being, into the core of your being. I want you to begin to see what's happening when you pray. I want you to begin with focus and intention, looking intently at the Father during this time of prayer, begin to just stir it up, move with inside of you. The Bible says, build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit, Jude 1, 20 through 24, but 120 basically. And build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. And then in Timothy, Paul exhorts Timothy, stir up the gift in you that was put on you th in you through the laying on of hands. Both of these verses connotate a thing that says we need to engage with something proactively. We need to use intention in the midst of what we're doing. We need to stir up the gift. We need to pray with intention and faith in the Holy Spirit, uh, building ourselves up in that place. So instead of just sitting restfully, half dozing, half uh, soaking before the Lord, Engage yourself from a seat of rest, but don't let that sound contradictory to you. You sit in your seat of rest with incredible intention and purpose and begin to release with passion from the core of your being as you look at the Father like a fire hydrant or a fire hose coming at you, the words through Rock HaKodesh releasing inside of you as you pray in the Spirit. Shondov, Rashalalabasai, modulate it, put verse and rhyme to it, let it, uh, a, a song come out of it, stir it up, let it build, and you're going to begin to become like a dynamo containing a thing, the power of heaven inside of you as you pray, building yourself up in your most holy faith. Shavra, Shalalabanda, Shalalabastastavastai, Astalalabashi, and then as you begin to see the flow from heaven come through into you, begin to see it release out of you and build up inside of you like a well or a storage, but the swirling energy and glory of God inside of you. And then as you begin to do that, begin to watch the angelic realm around you, begin to get stirred up and activate and working in concert with what you're doing and what you're saying. Let it all begin to work together for good. Let it all begin to build. When it says in the Bible, build yourself, what does that word build mean? It means a lot. It means to build you up, to expand 
inside of you to build the multiple dimensions of the kingdom inside of you to release the building and understanding of the scroll that you originally were given before the beginning to come into agreement with the decrees of heaven over your life to build your capacity for authority and dominion to begin to cause you to expand in every arena it's said in the old um, covenant a lot of the things that were given there expand your tent pegs that's a big deal. The nomadic kings, when they had a tent in the old days, they didn't have a little two-man pup tent that they slept in. You guys have seen the movies, Lawrence of Arabia and those kind of things. They had these massive things, and when they expanded their tent pegs, they expanded their capacity to house their household and their dominion. And, and the colors of their tents were different colors to denote um, certain uh, hierarchy in their uh, they would have gold tapestries inside, not just to beautify a place, but to engage with portals and areas of spiritual dominion inside of their homes. And they would function. And so when it says expand your tent pegs, build it out so that your mountain grows, you do this through praying in the spirit with a vigor, with a passion, with a purpose, with an intention. The other thing that's key in that process is communion. Both of those things are probably, in my mind, the two critical things it takes to do what I'm talking about. And we'll talk com about communion in another, um, another point another time. But in that process, the intentionality process, I kept thinking about the passion and engagement that I operated with praying over my dog, releasing the declarations of heaven, and the, out of the brooding of my heart, the thing that I was holding in my heart, my little animal, I was causing something to be released from heaven into earth that caused life to come into that dog. I challenge you now to begin as you pray in the Spirit, begin to frame something up. Most of us were baptized in the Holy Spirit years ago when we first got born again. And if you haven't, figured that piece out. Get a hold of somebody. Find out what that's all about. And we've taken it as just a function of charismatic church. I tell you what, it says build up yourself on your most holy faith. And everything is contained in building yourself up. I would challenge you to begin to engage with that process of praying in the Spirit in your life. Begin to move and do all those things that I described. And then from your seat of rest, you've been holding things in your heart that you brood over, that you love, that are important to you. And begin to release the energy that's accumulated on the inside of you through the prayer of the Spirit. And as you sit on your seat of rest, begin to breathe from heaven through your crown, through the brooding area of your heart, everything that you hold in your heart dear, and the things that are important, begin to breathe through that into creation through your the kingship and sovereignty of the trunk of your tree all the way down into creation. Begin to breathe after praying in the Spirit like that and begin to see the answers of God released into everything that you've uh, held and brooded in your heart. It's the creation process that Yahweh helps us to use to function in this realm. There's nothing more powerful if we'll get a hold of this. You'll open up new pathways and portals and dimensions and build up this energy storehouse on the inside of you so that your dominion expands, your authority expands, the, the scope of your vision expands. 
the understanding of the realms of heavens begin to expand. The word opens up. It becomes life and meat and revelation to you. There's something so supernatural in this connection that God has given us that in, as we begin to take that pool of the energy of heaven on the inside of us with purposeful direction and and design, we begin to release it in strategic spots to cause a thing to change. That We may be holding a nation in our heart, and we can look down from our seat in habitation in a heavenly place, the seat of rest, and as we're holding the nation in my country, for example, the United States, I look down over this nation, and I begin to breathe over it. I've been praying and building the dynamo of my energy inside of me with passion, praying in the Spirit, and I begin to release the breath of heaven over it in key areas over the borders of the land and around the land and I watch the angel of the nation begin to turn and pay attention I watch creation begin to pay attention to being seated and releasing the sound and the vibration and frequency of heaven and cause change to take place it's amazing what begins to happen through passion and intent and purpose in your actions Engage with it a little differently and by faith release a thing, do a thing, and watch change take place in everything that you have in love in your heart. Blessings to you. Love you guys. We're going to go some more into some stuff and include communion next time. Uh, tune in again soon.